Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 1702. Today, I'm back in Monterey. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today, I'm back in Monterey. Boy, I've been there so many times with a very special guest by the name of Adam Moore. Adam, welcome to Cars Yeah. Are you buckled up and ready for a fun ride? Sure am, Mark. You bet. All right. We'll have some fun. Well, I'm talking to a guy who knows all about buckling up and having a fun ride. And before I introduce him and go a little deeper into that, Adam, I want you to share one little thing with our listeners that maybe most people don't know about you. Oh, gosh. I, I don't know. Probably living up here in Monterey, probably that I went to school down at USC and majored in political science and re- really have not used it at all in the car business today. But that would probably be the one thing people don't know. Well, it's funny when people go to college and they study something and then they end up doing something completely different. I always kind of ask this question. Do you find that, that those days were of value even though you ended up not working in poli-sci? Oh, I think, oh, for sure. I, I think it's been of value. But um if nothing else, just through the connections that are still made even today and um, just having that common ground with people sometimes, it's it's been good. Well, I always say that college experience is extremely valuable. You know, for me, college was just how can I get out as fast as possible because I was paying my own way and it was so expensive. And so uh, I would go to class early in the mornings and come home and wax cars all afternoon so I could buy books for the next semester. So uh, it, it wasn't one of those fun experiences for me like so many people. I never even went to one party in college, if you can believe that. <laughs> that is hard to believe. I, You know, it's funny. I, I would spend some of my weekends on a vending machine route down in San Diego you know, USC was such a commuter school, which I didn't realize, but uh, yeah. people would really go home, you know, and and so I had, I did kind of have a, a part-time job during school, although it was a kind of go when I wanted to, but it was still, it was still something I need to do to keep it, uh, to keep it going. Yeah, absolutely. San Diego, that's where I grew up. So a uh, fun place <laughs> to go down to as well. Well, let me give you a proper introduction. We're going to dive into your world here. Adam Moore has lived on the Central Coast since he was a child and just 13 years old when Moore Imports was created. For over, we're talking about a real serial entrepreneur here. For over 35 <laughs> years, Moore Imports has been a staple for collector cars on the Monterey Peninsula, and now even more than ever. In his 20s, he raced in numerous national SCCA and vintage competitions in the Western U.S., including at the iconic Laguna Seca Raceway, one of my favorites. After graduating from USC, he started mapping a course for where he wanted to take Moore Imports into the future. Today, it's he, his team, and his son, a son, now an avid race fan as well, taking it all in, uh, going for a ride and drive and other automotive events as Monterey area is known so well for. Been going there for 31 years to the uh, car week. Of course, sadly, couldn't do that this year, but we'll uh, we'll come back next year bigger and better. And I've known about more imports for a long time. For those of us who go to car week every year, it's one of those places we all stop and have a little fun. Uh, we'll be back in just a minute to talk with Adam, but first a word from our valued sponsors. They make the show possible, so please give them a listen. Keep your seatbelts on. We're in Monterey. We'll be right back. Did you know that Covercraft offers you much, much more than just car covers, floor mats, seat covers, and trunk liners? When you visit Covercraft.com, you'll find Cologne Custom Bras, LeBra Front End Covers, 
and hood protectors that protect your vehicle's front end during road trips. No more rock chips or hours removing nasty bow jerky from the grill or your paint. You'll find vehicle seatback organizers that keep everything in check. They're perfect for those kids' things in the back seat. Spidey gear webs that keep the cargo in your truck bed safely in place. Seat heaters, cargo bars, pro nets, rooftop carriers, and pet travel barriers that keep Fido in the back seat where he belongs. They even make tire covers for winter storage or summer storage of your tires. And don't forget their dash mat dashboard covers that shield the sun's damaging rays and their sunscreens, one of my personal favorites. Their pet protection pads are easy to install. They remove and are washable. They protect your floors, seats from Fido's damaging claws and messy fur and hair. Everything at Covercraft is carefully engineered and, of course, always quality made. And I've got a great deal for you. If you use the code YAH, 120 at Covercraft.com, you get 10% off your Covercraft order. That's right, 10% off. Just use the code YAH120, Y-E-A-H-120 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I found a new way to protect my vehicle, American Collector's Insurance. That's who now protects my Porsche Turbo, the one I call my orange crush. But did you know they also insure your valuable collectibles of automobilia and automotive collectibles? If you're like me, you've invested in a lot of cool automotive collectibles over the years. Those items are valuable. And if you were to lose them in a theft or a fire, well, try to get your normal homeowner's insurance to pay you what they're worth. Good luck with that. American Collectors Insurance provides you with assurance and confidence that your collectibles are fully covered. American Collectors Insurance have been protecting us automotive enthusiasts since 1976. They provided me with an agreed value insurance policy backed by a history of taking care of their clients. Give them a call today for a quote at 866-ACI-YEAH. That's 866-224-9324. And protect the ones you love. I did. American Collectors Insurance, classic car and collectible insurance designed by collectors for collectors, just like you and me. All right, Adam, as we continue on this journey, I'm going to call your life. I would love for you to share a success quote or a mantra, some kind of saying that's been instrumental in what you've done with your life, wrapping your passion for cars into a career and a business. It's a nice way to get the inspirational tires turning a little bit here on cars. Yeah, I know you love to drive cool cars. So, Adam, take the wheel. <laughs> well, I, you know, I think watching, uh, uh, not that I'm even any comparison, but uh, watching Senna through his career and, and on TV, his quote of, if you no longer go for a, a gap that exists, you are no longer a racing driver, I think is, is something you can use uh, in, in life, whether, you, whether you're on the track or, or just day to day. It's certainly something that I think has been, been good. And I think, again, just watching him and stuff and that the fact that it came from him was always something that stuck out in my mind. You know, I'm a fellow Senna uh, fan as well. And in fact, one of his quotes is on the back of my business card. <laughs> the past is just data. I only see the future. Yeah, I didn't even set you up for that one, but you set me up for it. Uh, yeah, yeah I've, I've loved him. And you know what I loved about him? And we'll chat about this in a second here is his passion and also his go for it attitude. So tell me, when you think about your business, and we're going to dive into more imports a little deeper here, how have you utilized that great saying by that great racer in your business and how you've built it over the years you know i think just whatever would come up if you see a change that needs to come up or if you need something that needs to 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 pivot to something new you, you always try to to see it be open to it and and trying to make something happen 
with what you have. And if the market is going a different way, you, you, you certainly try to move toward move towards it, go for it. Even if you think initially it's maybe out of reach, that would be, I guess, one way that I would certainly put it towards other than, of course, being on a race circuit. But that really doesn't apply anymore. Not, not doing a whole lot of racing these days. Right. Busy with your work. Well, let's talk about that a little bit because we obviously have all been faced with a tremendous challenge this year with this COVID. Yeah. You guys did some interesting things this year with your business. First and foremost, everybody in your family and your coworkers healthy and okay? Yeah, everyone is, Mark. Thanks. Yeah, it's it's been uh, we've really tried to stay home and and stay. Uh, God, it's it's the redundancy is 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 a killer, but yeah. um, it's kind of what it's taken these days. Yeah, it's what it's done to us. Well, let me talk about this pivot and this great Santa quote and how you've adjusted. And I alluded to something that you guys did this year. It was, I think, a little bit different with you with some of the cars you brought to market. So, how have you pivoted and worked around what's going on where people? It's harder for people to come and see you and see their cars. Has your business really transformed this year to more of a virtual business, a lot like uh, online auctions have? Yeah, it, it for sure has. It's um, I think we're you know just building off of a lot of a uh, lot of hard work. You know, we've been at it for well thirty five years. I I certainly started around ninety four or ninety five. And um, I, I think right then Windows, we were always online. I think kind of going back to I think when Windows 95 was around and on up from there. But we are certainly focusing on curating cars for online auction. That has been the focus. And it's given us a, a good platform to kind of show our strengths. And, um, and sites, of course, like Bring a Trailer and others has been instrumental in making that happen. And I, I think in, in many ways, we were pushed towards that maybe back in 2017, 2018 with trying to put cars to a retail audience. I think we were kind of pushed that way towards online auction. And then as things developed, you know, with 2020, it's really then um, become, I, I don't know, it's not, it's not the only way, but it, it certainly is the, the, the predominant way that people are buying and um, doing it from distance. And yeah, not, not, not walking into showrooms. Yeah, not That's having to sure. be around you people. Know? So tell the listeners here more about more. Oh, I've been waiting to say that. The <laughs> I, haven't whole talk. that. More, I haven't used that before. Yeah, you'll get more at more. See, I just came up with a new tagline for you. More imports. Yeah, and I'll tell the listeners, more is M-O-H-R. Just You get the spelling right, but I'll put links oh. links to the website here um, when, uh, when you go to a show notes page. But tell us about the type of vehicles that we can typically find. And I know of late, looking at some of the vehicles you've had, I've just lusted after i'm like oh i want that oh that beautiful austin healy that you had and the porsches yep. i mean those are cars near and dear to my heart the 50s and 60s sports cars but traditionally is that what you've been all about there at your dealership i would say so it's it certainly i mean in the mid 80s and late 80s when i really wasn't involved my dad was uh, of course involved and and started the business then it was all italian cars ferraris of course were the main focus when that market was going uh, the way it was crazy in those days but i was only just kind of watching from the sidelines and and then um we've kind of always just done collector cars but i think the focus now from 2005 on has always been kind of uh, porsches has been the focus and uh, as online auctions have become kind of the way that that we go uh, with marketing you know it's it's opened up to to a lot of different things and kind of what you see in the last this last a uh, year has really been a good um, spectrum of, of what we sell, whether it's, you know, old Heelys or even the, the occasional muscle car. 
But I think if I look back over the last, I think, 500 cars sold, I think about 250 of them would be Porsches. Wow. Okay. Well, you know, that uh, beautiful off-white ivory and light blue 60, uh, 56 100 Le Mans you had. Oh, I wanted yeah. that car. Yeah. It, it is so beautiful. Porsches are, of course, my listeners know, my mark of choice. I know right now you've got an 86 Carrera Coupe that looks really, really beautiful. It's in a really rare color of, of ice gold metallic, which you don't really see too many that. And, of course, uh, oh, I see you sold it, the 59 Convertible D. Dang, I missed that one, too. Uh, I'm just scrolling <laughs> Th- scrolling through here, but wait, I see a cool. Oh, that one sold too. Okay, well, there's some other cool stuff you have for sale here and newer Porsches, a 2017. Oh, you sold that one too. Okay. Yeah, we, yeah, we, <laughs> You're we my heart new here. Stuff, <laughs> new stuff, Mark, but, but not, uh, yeah, the 86 is, is kind of neat. Certainly the, the, the white gold, I guess. The, these colors that are popular today, right, must have been on, on dealers' lots in those days if it wasn't red or white yeah, or perhaps yeah. i don't know then then the dealer was probably dealer trading it to someone else and um but now you get uh, these cars we have a a viper green 73 and i mean i well, i don't know in those days maybe that was a, a unique color in the 70s i have no idea but I, I i'm assuming it wasn't very popular but i uh but sure today it certainly is um what everyone loves to have Ooh, a 73 and viper green okay now you're talking my language Oh, yeah. So many things to look at. It's so fun. You can find everything at More Imports, M-O-H-R, imports.com. You'll see what we're talking about. Pour yourself a long, tall drink and sit back and dream. Now, what has you excited considering what we've dealt with this year? And we've got to always be looking forward out the, uh, the, as as Senna said, the past is just data. I only see the future. So what has you excited and fired up about the business there in the future with More Imports? I think it's the the online auction format. I, I remember kind of uh, hanging around uh, auctions in, in the Rick Cole days and uh, and wondering how uh, to get involved and stuff like that. And and of course, when when um, some of these auction auction companies took took off in the early two thousands, it was um, uh, it was just obviously the way to go. And I think that unfortunately, the combination of COVID and online auction platforms has really been a, a, a good. Uh, forum for retail businesses like ours to uh, brick and mortar, if you want to call it. Uh, we, I feel like many times we're just a warehouse with a with an online presence is kind of what it turns into, even though we have a showroom and we're on Main Street. Yeah. It seems to be kind of irrelevant because um, the online forum and auctions in particular has really been Something that's kept it exciting for us, Mark, for sure. Have you seen or do you have a sense, because we're still seeing cars move, we're still seeing cars sold, and we've seen, of course, records this year with very expensive cars, predominantly Ferraris, but other collector cars, being sold at auction. Uh, Two people that obviously sent somebody there or had somebody at the auction house or the dealer uh, vet them for them, because people that are buying expensive cars like that don't just typically buy them from a picture on a website. True. True. Do you see that in a way that this transition is going to be beneficial to you, perhaps open up the concept for more people that, you know what, I don't have to go there to buy a car and get the car of my dreams. I can send somebody, there's so many people in these these cities, especially the Monterey area that are experts that can go and look at these vehicles and, and make you feel confident that, okay, I trust Adam, but I want another set of eyes or maybe a specialist in that mark to look at it. So do you see some positive things happening in the future? Yeah, I, I think it it's kind of already taken off that way uh mm-hmm. where people are no longer yeah, having to uh say come down and, and 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 put their own eyes on it it's um 
the technology has made it so, right? Where other than knowing how maybe a car smells when you open the door, I think you 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 know. Just well, you know, Google's working on that. Years. My son works there. They're working on smell-o-vision, you know, for your phones and your devices, so that you can, you know. Well, then there you go. Yeah, not only can you look at a an old VW Bug, but when you open the door, it wafts out of that little vent. And you go, oh yeah, that's an old Bug. Yeah. I, I can smell that's that. That's an old Bug. Yeah, if I'm smelling a moldy, <laughs> a moldy yeah. smell, yeah. I'm in the right place. Yeah, so, yeah I, that's. That's I, I think it has. Yeah, for sure. I think people are uh, it's been it's been easier. And, and I we you know, we really don't even I think we're, we're taking cars sometimes to inspections. But you're right. A lot of people in Monterey, they, they know someone here or or they have some connection to somebody here that they've met over maybe like you coming here for many years over car week and have some connection. And and yeah, we have people come by. I won't say all the time, Mark, but occasionally come by and they, they look at something for another another guy and he saves saves himself a uh, plane flight and two days of travel time oh exactly absolutely you know, is, no one seems to have time for well, well time or you know if, if you're concerned about getting on a plane or being becoming ill or whatever it might be uh it's just uh traveling wasn't much fun anyway quite honestly <laughs> the way it had become and now it's uh, even more challenging except i did fly to southern california it's the only trip i've taken this year i had to go down to california we sold a home down there and it was the easiest june flight i've ever done in the summer there was nobody at the parking garage i got my favorite parking spot nobody right. in the airport nobody on the airplane uh rental cars i walked out and they said take whatever one you want to take, yeah, yeah. take whatever you want yeah, I, I, no, I, that's, I rented that's the cheapest true. and i ended up getting a very nice car to uh to drive and uh yeah so it's a little bit different that's for sure well i always ask about yeah. challenges now we touched on that a bit with what's going on with covid but i'd love for you to share a big yeah. challenge you've had in your life maybe even a failure but this is about what did you learn from it so take us on a little ride here uh, you know, Mark, I know, challenges, I think in the car business, there's so many, uh, uh, you know, from the moment you can be anyways, from the moment you walk in, I, I don't know that there's been any one real thing that's been a, been a challenge. I, I would say for whatever the reason from maybe from the mid nineties after the Ferrari market crash, uh, we kind of morphed into just maybe selling more of, uh, you know, higher end used cars, I would say. And it was still kind of just really just, I would call it just used cars mm -hmm. and trying to bring it back from that to collector cars and um, trying to bring back without having when people would say, oh, we know of your company. Oh, you've always had Ferraris. And I said, well, we, we don't have those now, but we're we're yeah. certainly bringing ourselves back to the collector car market. And I'd say from the Internet certainly made that made that much easier. But I would say that was kind of a, a challenge. I don't know what really. Uh, I can't say I really learned anything specific from it other than just showing up every day and uh, really trying to, to um, you know, make a difference and, and try to see if you can, you know, steer the ship as, as slow as it as long as it would take and get it in the right direction where you know that the collector car market is really where, you know, I want it to be and um, and taking it from really something that it, where it really wasn't a collector car, uh, you know, business. Yeah. And bringing it back was probably the hardest part. Sure, I understand. Well, even now looking at inventory that you've had, uh, especially this year, because your site is one of those I go to to kind of get my fill of eye candy and dream a little dream. Because you are filling, oh. you are filling dreams. That's good to hear. That's good to hear. Well, well you are that's filling dreams. I always say that you know nobody needs the cars that you sell now. When I was a kid, I used to say to my mom, "Mom, mom, 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 I need that new bicycle." And she goes, "No, no, you don't." 
need it. You want it. There's a difference. Yeah, there's a difference. And then I would say, well, I need what I want and I want what I need. And then she'd send me to my room for being a smart aleck. Uh, But you really are selling dreams and the fact that you have everything from very old cars in the 50s up to more modern cars even. Uh, In the case of uh, newer Ferraris or Porsches and so forth, you kind of fill a wider gamut. Yeah, Uh, There's some really cool, but I also like the fact that you have a lot of different pretty neat stuff. Even uh, see Corvettes on there from time to time. Uh, Yeah, occasionally. Yeah, yeah. Occasionally, yeah, no, for sure. uh, Occasionally we do, yeah. And, you know, it's not always something that you... I think initially I was always thinking, you know, it has to be something that I really love. And it doesn't, you know, it's, it's, it's really just, it's all these old timer cars are really uh, great. And the people that come in, they have their equal passion for them for if, if you're a, uh, you know, I don't know, a Healy fan or a, or a, or a Porsche fan, but this guy comes in and he's uh, really interested in something that we have. Uh, we have uh, like a Corvette, you know, and they, they have their own and their knowledge. Uh, we're learning stuff all the time, especially more, more and more now. I would say because people, the, the knowledge, uh, the internet, everyone is, has access to all sorts of information and, uh, and they come in and we may not be totally up on a specific car or a specific engine or how a stamping should be or whatever. And these guys are really, they know, they and know. You learn yeah. all the time. Absolutely. You know, something all the time. Well, let's take a short break and we come back after listening to a couple spots from our very valued sponsors that make the show possible. I want to dive into your personal passion for cars. It goes a ways back uh, to your dad and your childhood. So sit tight, keep the seatbelt on. We're in Monterey having a ride with Adam. Ah, I just dreaming about driving along the coast there. How nice it is. We'll be right back. Let's step away from the conversation and talk about our charity of choice here at Cars Yeah, America's Automotive Trust. America's Automotive Trust is a group of like-minded nonprofits that are working together to preserve and promote car culture across the country. Together, they provide scholarships and grants to aspiring technicians and restoration artists. They provide youth education programs and bring communities together through auto-related events, car shows, and drives. Among these nonprofits is TechForce Foundation, a great organization dedicated to solving the technician shortage that threatens the transportation industry today. By providing career development resources and increasing awareness and enthusiasm for the tech profession, TechForce is bringing bright young students into the auto, diesel, aviation, marine, motorcycle, motorsports, and restoration worlds. To date, they've awarded more than $10 million in scholarships and grants to tech students. And in times like these, I don't have to tell you how essential those techs are. Keeping our delivery and emergency vehicles running and keeping America rolling. To learn more about TechForce or to make a donation to this cause, visit www.techforce.org. You'll be glad you did. So what do you do after running a race team for 27 years with over 100 podiums, multiple Daytona wins, and a win at Le Mans? Well, if you're racer and the racers group team owner, Kevin Buckler, you found Adobe Road Winery. Located in Petaluma, California, he and his team have created a winning combination with the Racing Series, four ultra-premium red wine blends that are in a class of their own. Like racing... These wines comprise of art, precision, engineering, science, all wrapped in a whole lot of fun. You can choose from four blends titled Redline, Apex, Shift, and the 24. Today I'm going to talk about the 24. This wine earned 91 plus points from Robert Parker's Wine Advocate. It's a dark, spicy, and velvety blend with ripe blue and black fruits and very smooth tannins. 
The label features a three-dimensional full metal chronograph in a bright gold finish that pays homage to the Daytona Rolex winners received at Le Mans. The racing series is a fantastic gift for the ultimate enthusiast in your life. And I've got a deal for you today. If you use the code CARS, yeah, all one word, all in caps, when you're at the adoberoadwinery.com checkout, you get $10 off any purchase of wines from the racing series. Your wine ships promptly and arrives quickly right at your door. Use the code CARSYA at checkout to get $10 off your purchase of the racing series today. There's always a seat at the table for excellence with the racing series. Go to Adobe Road Wines today and use the code CARSYA at checkout. Cheers! All right, we're back. We pulled into the dealer's lot here at Moore and... I would love for you to share a story that instigated this personal passion you have for these wonderful old cars. A pivotal moment in your, not, in your life when you knew, you know what, I'm a car guy. Yeah, there's, God, there's so many growing up. But I, I, um, I, you know, I think the Ferrari Owners Club always had a Monday track event after what was, well, I guess car weekend, mm-hmm. which is car week now or now, right? So oh, it's it, almost two Monday, car week. Yeah. It, I was going to say, maybe it's two. Yeah. Having that Monday event, I would look forward to uh you know taking a having a track day and 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 we would take a car out and of course i was barely seeing over the dash and in, in some of those earlier years which i guess would have been early 80s and i remember in a car and my dad was driving and it was a again a, a monday just a track day and and uh, i remember not really seeing over the hood but watching this chain that that uh, held the cotter pin into this fire system on the car right that you mm-hmm. would yeah with that big red button and i remember watching that i couldn't really see the track but i could see that chain swaying <laughs> one way or the other or yeah. on braking it would go forward and i remember going you know this is this i can't really see what we're doing but this is this is pretty cool i think from those days on i think i've really thought that you know enjoyed it i think maybe going on to the bondurant school and getting behind the wheel and and uh and doing some scca stuff up and uh i think we did we did um the SCCA school in February in Sonoma in the rain. We had rented from a guy named Al Lake, Alpha Julietas, and they were open cars. And I remember just getting soaked and uh, freezing and uh, <laughs> and loving every minute of it. Yeah. You know, and that yeah. was probably probably that rainy weekend up in February up in Sonoma driving those old cars was probably was probably it. No doubt. That's no where doubt. I felt, you know, and it had nothing to do with the car business, right? It was just how can I stay around these, these things? And then of course, you know, you were doing stuff on the weekends and of course on Monday, well, it was, it was then the business and I was always hanging around that. And, and so that's, I guess that's kind of, those would be a couple key times that I kind of stand out in my mind. Yeah. When you got bit, well, as a little boy, you learned about, <laughs> yeah. learned about the word physics, watching that chain move around yeah. as the car went around the track for sure. Well, you've probably had a lot yeah. of, of special cars. Now, obviously you've owned cars that the dealership has owned, but they've been vehicles that weren't keepers let's put it that way or maybe some yeah. are, some were keepers you wanted to be keepers but yeah, it's a business say, you have to sure. sell them yeah. to yeah. to get your money back what was your first really special vehicle first vehicle that you owned that had great meaning for you uh you know we we had a uh, we had a a 74 911 carrera that was was consigned to us i think back in maybe 1990 or 1991 and i remember walking by it and seeing the graphics on the side and and we really weren't doing Porsches, I didn't see them that often, at least on a on a business standpoint. And um, 
I remember looking at it and going, this is, this is pretty cool and the tail and whatnot. And, and then I think maybe 15 years later, I get a phone call from a a guy and he says, Hey Adam, I, you know, do you want to buy your old car back? And I go, okay, what, what car? And he goes, this this 74. And so I I said, well, well, yeah, I'd love to. So I went up and, and, and we made a deal and, and, and that car was probably the, the thing that, um, was probably the first car that I bought as a, not as a dealer, but maybe as trying to establish a collection. And, yeah. and that was um, maybe, you know, 17 years ago. What color was that Carrera? It was a color I, I really am not fond of, but uh, on that car, I, I love it. And that's uh, India red oh, okay. so, uh, yeah. or guardsman red, you know? Yeah. So um, that's, uh, I guess that, that would probably be it. I, yeah. I don't know. It's wonderful. It's car. been, um, it's been, it's been fun to own over the, over the years. And I, I had no idea, Mark, about, you know, at the time, Eurospec car versus U.S. car. All I knew is that it looked cool and, and it reminded me. Was of, it a, a gray market Euro car or was it a U.S.? No, it was it was a U.S. car. And, yeah, okay. and uh, I knew a little bit about it. I would watch some ads maybe in Auto Week and kind of see what was going on in those days. Um, yeah. and, and someone every now and then would advertise a, a Euro car. And I, I really wasn't at that point, I really wasn't dialed into the difference. I just said, you know, this is something that looks that looks pretty pretty cool. Yeah, no, so I would the, say that would be it. Yeah, the Carreras are so iconic, and of course, the '73 is that coveted year. But the '74, '75, and '76, did they make the Carrera model in '74, '75, '76, and '77? I can't quite remember. I don't think seven. No, I think it was four and five, and, and five. I think in '76 you could get. The Eurospec motor ride in a a 76, I think you could. And I think those are really, I think the production numbers are really low. Yeah. And 75, yeah, has a little different tail and whatnot. But um, we've had a couple of MFI Carreras come through and either they were either converted. One was converted to a race car in Japan and then we brought it back here and sold to a client. He put it back to street. And, and it, I think it's something to do with that tail on the 74 that always just came to, brings you back to looking at what uh, kind of started the whole Porsche mystique with the RS. Yeah, absolutely. Well, my first Porsche was a 74 911. It wasn't a Carrera, but that oh, okay. was the first one I saved up and bought. It was a car that had been restored and drove that to work every day and just, uh, you know, love that car. <laughs> uh, learned about pop-off valves in that car when I blew up in the <laughs> box with a intake backfire and uh, right. learned about points and getting dirty and killing you in the middle of an intersection but exactly you know i you know i've always heard about those the pop-off valve and and heard people say oh oh, this is important and air boxes and and i never had to deal with it and on on one time maybe about eight nine years ago yeah i I did have to deal with it. And oh, yeah. a big repair bill later, I said, okay, now I know what it's all about. Yeah, that little <laughs> simple circle is a very cheap piece of insurance, just like chain tensioners on all some of those old Porsches. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's very exactly important right. to have. Well, I'm going to crawl in your head here, Adam, and ask you a very introspective question. If you were manifest as a vehicle, this isn't what you want to be. This is how you perceive your personality in some kind of a vehicle. What would Adam Moore be, and more importantly, why? You know, I don't know, being we're on the Porsche thread, I, I would say it would most likely be a, a 356, I think. I certainly, certainly not going to set any land speed records. Um, <laughs> it's, uh, it doesn't, I like to think it doesn't, doesn't draw too much attention to itself, you know, and, uh, and, and the simplicity of it, trying to keep things simple is yeah. something that uh, I try to do. I can't say I'm real successful at it, but I try to keep things simple. And um, uh, I'd probably come back as, you know, I, I, that'd be my first guess. Anyways, it's probably probably somehow being a uh, coming back as maybe a, an A coupe. 
Well, you had a beautiful white uh, A coupe for sale, 59, if I remember right. Uh, yeah. That was quite beautiful. I've always wanted one of those vehicles. And uh, like so many cars that I've always wanted, they become very, very, very expensive, uh, yeah. you know, in the recent yeah. years, which is kind of a bummer. You had an older one, too, I believe, that was a beautiful slate gray. I think it was a 52 or 53, something like that. We did. Yeah, we did have that car. That was uh, interesting. A pre-A car. Ah, they're so, so nice. So, okay. It's tough. It's yeah. tough, right? When you get, get to stuff that where the value is getting so where you can't, it's hard to enjoy it. Well, it that's kind of a tra- it's kind of a trap you get into. I, I had that happen with me with my 72S and it becomes so valuable and I'd driven it so much and all of a sudden I was so afraid to drive it. Sure. And I ended up selling it and uh, I bought an 87 Turbo. And you're talking about smells. My wife, when she comes home in the afternoons, she can tell if I've been out driving because that car just has, when you bring it in, you know, it just smells different. It fills the garage <laughs> with that kind of old uh, burnt oil smell of some kind. I don't know. It doesn't leak, so I don't know where it's, where the it, smell's coming it's, from. It's, it's funny you ask that. I was I had a, 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 a 3-2 Carrera that I brought home, and, and my wife goes, uh, what is that? <laughs> what smell. is that smell? And, and I, she goes, does it leak? It's funny. I mean, the exact same conversation. I go, and you know what, Mark? It, as, long, as much as I've been around the cars, I had trouble answering it. I said, well, it's just... It's just the way the, the thing gets, warms gets up hot. and there's so much oil flowing through those things and so many pipes and tubes and things. I think that's probably part of it, maybe. You're probably right. You're probably right. Yeah, so uh, there you go. Right. Well, we're entering the last lap. I'm going to fire off some questions here, get some quick blips of that 356 throttle. So here we go, <laughs> as quiet, quiet as those are. Would you share one of your personal habits you think has contributed to your successes in your business over these years? I would say consistency, uh, you know, showing up uh, every day and trying to make it um, just trying to, to be there, you know, uh, every day as much as possible. And, and to, uh, try really just try to keep it even keel and keep it consistent. You know, I've heard this from so many of my guests, persistence, tenacity. Those are two things. Consistency. Yeah. Just it's like when I started this podcast, you know, it, it would have been easy five, six, seven months into it to go. Ah, this is going nowhere, yeah. um, you know, because it takes time to build. And then you got to keep feeding as I say, the dragon, I decided to do five shows a week. Like what idiot decided that? I think I'm the only one in the automotive sector that's crazy enough to do that. But uh, you just kind of stick with it. Yeah. Just every day you get up and you just keep doing it, keep doing it. Before you know it, people start noticing you. So uh, yeah, definitely works really, really well. Now, how about uh, if I could wave a magic wand and arrange for you to have a drink or a meal with anyone in the automotive sector, who would it be? Just living or deceased. That's a key part of this. Yeah, that is key. I was thinking of all sorts of, uh, names that that might be kind of neat but you know i think today's time i think uh simon kidston would probably be someone that i would enjoy sitting down with because i think he's someone that's just um uh entertaining colorful knowledgeable seems to be living the dream as far as i can tell from social media and uh living in europe and uh doing the things the way he does just seems uh Seems like he's got it all together. You know, he, he's been a guest here on the show. He was, uh, let's see, I'm trying to remember what number guest. I can't remember off the top of my head, but when you're up to 1,702 like you, it gets a little hard to remember all the numbers. <laughs> but yeah, he's a great guy. Really uh, liked having him on the show. He was wonderful to talk with. And uh, yeah, definitely he's having some fun. Really, really I, cool, cool person. I think so. Yeah, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I think so. Absolutely. Now, I always ask people for automotive advice someone else has ever offered them. Them. I will twist your question a little bit here. When it comes to bu- selecting and buying dream vintage car, 
a classic car, even a maybe newer classic car, 80s or 90s or even newer, what's the best advice you can give a customer when they're going out there and trying to find something? Buy what you love. You know, I think often your first impression or, or kind of feeling on a car is probably what you would would go with because I think that the spectrum is pretty broad as to what people may like or not like. I think it would just be kind of something that you really, yeah, that you, that you really kind of love yeah. and trying to go out through it and go as cl- get as close as you can to whatever the parameters, you know, allow. Yeah, exactly. And I've heard this from many, many people. It's so important. Other things I've heard is buy the best you can afford because you'll long yes. forget the, the money versus buying something that needs work because these things can start to suck up a money. Yes. Especially if you buy something that has a lot of problems that were hidden underneath. And the other part of it is don't buy something yeah. thinking it's going to go up in value. True. If you do that and it doesn't, and the market does shift, we've seen that. You've yeah, seen it certainly yeah. over the course of your life. You can yeah. you can learn to hate your car if you're sitting there and look at it every day going, man, I wasted a lot of money on that thing. Um, <laughs> but if you buy what you love, it doesn't matter what the price is because you're going to enjoy it. And it No, would, that's true. Yeah. That's true. As long as you don't overextend yourself in buying what you love. Of course. Uh, right? Yeah, I think you're right. It, it, it's always uh, when things don't, and the market doesn't really go right. Uh, you look at it in the garage and you're happy to take it out on a drive. My dad used to always tell That's me that. Matters. He said, buy what you love, wait until you can afford it, and only pay cash. Because if you can't pay cash for a toy, you can't afford it. Don't That's fi- don't finance it. So uh, That's yeah, true. They, that's always served me well. That parental guidance. Uh, now <laughs> now, when it comes to resources, there's so many for us today. Is there one you'd like to share? Kind of a go to you find yourself on quite often. Maybe it's a website or an app you use, or even a supplier or a person in your life. Uh, you know, I, not not specifically. I think networking at, at you know Car Week in Monterey for for people that are in the business that uh, come down here every year. I think it's probably a, it's a it is a flash in the pan but i think it's um that would probably be the a great resource if yeah. it's available to you to just immerse yourself in it and get as much out of it as you can which is is harder and harder these days with the amount of people and the amount of events but uh it's still it's a, a great way to just really jumpstart things or bring bring you up to speed yeah networking getting to know people and of course you can come to uh there's a page on the cars our website called the search button and you can go and find 1702 people now that you can become acquainted with that are experts in their fields all those pages have uh, ways to reach out to my past guests so if you need some help and i've had all sorts of people that are people that go look into cars experts on cars sell cars buy cars work on cars restore cars so yeah there's a whole resource center for you there on cars yeah now was there is there a book that you've read that you'd like to share that you really enjoyed and learned a lot from? I think I don't do enough reading these days. I think going back years ago, I, I, I Jess Prey's book about the, the Ferrari 250 GT was probably uh, a book that I would recommend to anybody that was really into those vintage cars that, that from a point of view from someone that that was you know uh, into those cars before they became what they are today and, and uh, just the, the, the level of knowledge and um, – that would be that would probably be one that I would recommend if if I had to. Nothing currently though, Mark. No problem. That's a great book. I know. Well, I always tell people if you don't have enough time, if you're doing chores, get audiobooks and you can enjoy them that way. They're they're easy and if you have a library card, you can get them sent right to your device for free. That's what my wife does. So uh utilize there that you go. yeah, utilize that little untapped piece of wealth because a library card is free. And those books are free, and she gets like three books a week. She's listening all the time. I think it's, uh, I think it's so she doesn't have to that, listen to me. She has those earbuds in all the time. So uh, yeah, I think there's a, a 
Do you wonder what she's listening to? <laughs> Ulterior motive. Well, she devours books. She always has. I mean, she just reads like crazy. It's probably why she's so smart. All right. Well, we are go. up to the checkered flag here, Adam. This could be a difficult question for you. Maybe not. Uh, I call it a bit of a doozy. I'm going to buy you a collector card today. Instead of you selling me one, I'm going to buy you one. But there are some rules to my game. One is it's the only cool collector car you can have so it needs to tick a lot of boxes i want you to drive it and enjoy it you live in a perfect part of the country to do that uh, but here's a little kicker since you're a dealer you can't sell it to buy a bunch of other cars with and make money you're going to have to keep this car you cannot let it go so what am i going to park in your garage today oh it'd have to be a god it would have to be a 27 rs right i think that would be something that you could just take to some you know vintage rally anywhere around the planet and you could uh take it on a track day and you could drive it right over to whole foods so yeah <laughs> and everything in between yeah absolutely well it's the uh, holy grail for uh, long hood porsche lovers and early sure 911 is. lovers i mean it always has been but again they've gotten pretty 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 expensive now uh would you like a lightweight or a touring version just so i get you the right one yeah, probably a touring version. Okay. Probably a touring version. That's yeah. that's more my space. A little more comfortable. And lastly, what color are we going to go for? Something cool from the seventies? Oh God, good question. I yeah, no, no, probably, probably just white. White with blue graphics. There you go okay. in a sunroof. Right. I think that's really okay. Maybe well, air conditioning. If it could. I can do that. Yeah, I have a friend that just uh, not too long ago sold one of those. In fact, his car was actually invited to be on the lawn at Pebble, uh, ah. which is pretty rare because those cars aren't something you typical see typically see at that Concours event. No, that's true. Um, that's true. But they had a class that year that he happened to just have his car finished uh, being uh, restored, and it was beautiful. Uh, it's just turned out so so nice. But he finally somebody wrote him one of those big golfers checks, so he finally let it go and went out. By a bunch of other cars with that money. So uh that that happens sometimes. People come in and just go, Well, what you know, is that for sale? Or you go, No, they go, Well, sure. It, it is now. It is how, now. How, how big do I have to write the check? <laughs> yeah, those are the greatest customers in the world. That, well, that happens. Adam, you've taken me on a fun ride. I knew this would be great. A little shout out to uh your teammate there, Stephen Cottrell, for helping connect me with you today. Stephen's been a guest on the show here. Before I let you go though, could you offer us one little parting piece of wisdom or guidance before you head on down the coast highway towards uh Big Sur in that beautiful Carrera RS? Yeah, life life is short, you know, and, and I would say, you know, buy what you Buy what you love, and if you can uh, take the time to to jump on 17-mile drive or drive, drive down the coast for a Monterey Car Week and, and enjoy what you've, you've purchased, I would say that would be it. And, yeah, Steve Cottrell has, has been great. He and I are, you know, always uh, kind of here around the clock and yeah. always available for um, trying to uh, get great value for clients and try to make those uh, dreams are reality if it's if it's something someone wants to do and and enjoy a classic car and be here in Monterey even for a short time is um it's kind of what we suit up for every day. I know it's great. You're fulfilling dreams. You get more with more. See, there's your new tagline. You can have that one for free too. By the way, uh, life is short. <laughs> Why would good. you love? So you know what? It's right. Uh, life is short, and if you want something special, check them out at their website. I'll put a link to it on the show notes page here. More Imports, M-O-H-R Imports. Go there and check out what they have. And you know what? Even if you don't see what you want, give them a call. Talk to Adam or Steven or Adam's son, and they'll help you find the car that you want because these guys, they've been doing this a long time. They know where all the good stuff is. Uh, you can find everything on Adam's show notes page. Adam, thanks for being so generous today with your time and expertise and for sharing your experiences with me and the Cars Yeah audience. Until you and I talk again and we can actually be together I'll see you 
down the road. Thank you, Mark, very much. You're welcome. If you're listening to Cars Yeah, you've probably spent some time working on your favorite ride. But how confident are you working on your finances? You may be able to rebuild a fuel injection system, but can you decipher the details of a mutual fund? If you're like me, investments, insurance, annuities, budgeting, and other financial concepts may seem a bit daunting. But what if I told you there's a book that describes these subjects and more in an easy-to-read and a very humorous way? My friend Chris Kimball, CFP, a longtime sponsor and past guest here on Cars Yeah, has written that book, and it's titled The Saga of Ike and Penny, a couple's humorous journey through the confusing world of finance. It's a fun look at things you need to know, everything from investing to effective ways to get rid of credit card debt, and it's probably the only book on finance with a VMAX on the front cover and a classic Mini Cooper on the back. The book's available at Amazon for just $10, and this book will dramatically improve the direction of your financial future. I gave copies to each of my children. All securities are through Money Concepts Capital Corp. Christopher Kimball Financial Services is not affiliated with Money Concepts Capital Corp. Get your copy, The Saga of Ike and Penny, today. Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah! Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah! Yeah!